0: Welcome to The Chronic Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of TheSaintsNation.com, Kevin Held
1: of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis.
2: All right, welcome to the Chronic Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by the Pelican House twenty five seventy two City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. They have one hundred and thirty six draft beers. They have a fifty foot TV. Uh, you could watch the World Cup. You could have watched it there, and now you don't have to give a give a damn about Women's World Cup again for four more years. Um, you could watch. I, I was
1: know. into it, man.
2: Yeah, but you're not going to care about it for four more years, right? It's
0: like the Olympics. Like, you don't oh yeah,
1: I'm not going to follow like Women's Club Soccer. No, or anything, yeah.
0: no. So I mean, it's still yeah, like though. It's pretty fucking cool. It's cool. It was.
1: It was awesome.
2: Soccer, World Cup, and like Euro, which they'll have next year, is like the best July filler. Yeah. As you wait for football, there's like nothing. I, I better. don't know.
1: I don't know if people will relate to me on this one because I know we have some hockey fans that listen to the podcast, but I, I've never been big into hockey. But whenever it's Olympic hockey. I totally get into it, no, dude. and I, I watch it. I'm, I'm like, for for the two weeks that it's on, I'm like totally into it. No, so,
2: and I never watch the NHL,
1: so it's kind of like that for me. Women's here's, soccer. World here's out. the
2: thing with women's soccer, men's soccer, and the Olympics as far as team sports is America. We love to get our nationalism on and root for our teams, and we love to drink. And when you combine those two things, man, we love it.
1: Yeah, and it's a, the it's a bigness of the moment, too. I mean, I, I know that you guys know I'm a big tennis guy, tennis player, and a tennis fan, but I know a lot of people that, like, casually watch tennis, but, like, if it's Wimbledon or the U.S. Open, they'll watch, and it, then it's not, not even Americans, but, you know, they're like, yeah, I want to watch Rafael Nadal play Roger Federer in the final, and that's meaningful because of the stakes and the money and the, and, and the crowd and everything, all that's involved, and, and that gets people amped up. So
2: yeah. So uh, the Pelican House, twenty five seventy two City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You also, support.
1: not 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 to uh, change the subject here, mm-hmm. but I, you you called the podcast the Chronic Podcast at the beginning. weren't weren't we Yeah, that? we
2: need to change We need to get on that. I changed the head the the, the podcast. I changed the the, the Twitter handle to Saints Podcast. Um, Skooks on uh the, the the Twitters was nice enough to give us a nice catch catch slogan. Uh, just the right amount of uh, stupidity and um, seriousness. So I think that's going to be like our catchphrase. But we're going to we're going to get the name changed before training camp opens. We, we've had some group text, and we'll we'll get it sorted out. I think okay. it's, it's probably just going to be like Saints Drunken Podcast or something. But uh, Kevin, it was the 239th uh, anniversary of America being born uh, this weekend, and an NFL football player, not Junior Galette, surprisingly, allegedly blew his hand off and cost himself sixty million dollars. That was Jason Pierre-Paul. Oh, I,
1: I don't think that's alleged at this point. That's confirmed.
2: Yeah, like, like it, it's. I mean, they pulled the sixty million. I mean, like, that's. Pre- I mean, Kevin on the on the stupid scale. To know that you haven't signed your franchise tag, which apparently he hadn't, and you have a four-year, $60 million contract um, awaiting your signature or you're negotiating, on the stupid scale of lighting an M80 or whatever he did, where does it rank?
0: Uh, about as stupid as walking into a fucking, uh, nightclub wearing, uh, jogging, wearing, a uh, fucking sweatpants and thinking you're gonna tuck a handgun into the <laughs> waistband okay. of that and then just go sit and chill in the fucking nightclub like a dope.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, Plaxico Burris didn't have, like, a, wasn't, like, didn't have, like, an un, unsigned franchise tag for $13 million.
1: You know it's Burris, right? Not Burris. Burris.
2: I'm a great, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm. You know I'm smooth, you know that. Looking the names. <laughs> <laughs> and yet I can't
1: stop myself from pointing out your mistakes every I know,
2: time.
0: smooth like cheap beer. It is. Natty light. So continue, Kevin. I mean. That's uh... oh, pretty fucking stupid. I mean, that's about all there is to say about about a professional athlete doing something asinine like that when when you've got some big event coming up. Like what? Why? Why fucking? Why do that? Why do that? I've never been. I've never been firework guy.
2: I guess it's because I only have one working arm. So I, so I guard. Right, so I, guard I, I, gu- that. I guard. the one good working arm, like, uh, like fine china or something. So I'm, I've never been like firework guy. So I don't. I don't understand the thrill of it. But oh well,
0: that is. is let. let let me let me know when you're going to give me my opening. Go, go. You, you, that was all right. Good. Well, hang on a second. I'm actually so, stopping. Hold, Kevin, the car. are
1: you firework guy?
0: Uh, hang on. You're turning the car off. <laughs>
1: I have a feeling <laughs> Dave Carriello is firework guy. I have a feeling
0: too. I, I, the last thing I need is for any of these hoodlums to be hearing. Uh... Good. How are you? <laughs> last thing I need is 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 for people to be hearing me uh, yell and uh, yell a bunch of uh, obscenities. And, uh, about, about fireworks, so I got some clown that are a couple of houses over from me, uh, that, that... Oh. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm sure you could hear that. I can, I'm sure you could hear that one, too. It's July 6th. It's July 6th. morons popping fireworks in a residential neighborhood. When a needle, two pop fireworks in the city of St. Louis. Okay. I let the shit slide on July 4th, even though it's illegal. Why did I let it slide? Because what good's calling the police on July 4th going to do? They're not going to do jack shit on July 4th, okay? They're going to sit around.
2: He pulled the Dave there.
0: One thing or another. Or doing all this other shit. Uh, I got my fucking dog. My fucking dog, you know, looks at me every 4th of July and New Year's <laughs> Eve. Like, nice. like, 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 like we're in goddamn Anbar province. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? It's like, he's, he looks like Matt Damon at the end of Saving Private Ryan have, when you that did, fucking German make, tank is crossing the goddamn bridge. Do they make dog bridge.
2: earmuffs? Do they make dog
0: earmuffs? No, they, no. They, they don't make fucking dog earmuffs. I got a bunch of little fucking shitheads running around in the alley behind my house. They're in their own backyard. They're lighting off. It's they're lighting off those goddamn uh, tube, uh, th- those those tube bombs or whatever the fuck, uh, wh- whatever that moron in Maine put on top of his head and and lit before killing himself. They're lighting those things off in the alley, and and it sounds like uh, the the eighteen twelve overture. For fuck's sake, I tell you what: if you live in a city and there is a no firework ordinance. Don't fucking light like fireworks, okay? This isn't like living out in the suburbs where you've got maybe... Tw- there are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select campus events.
3: so I'm gonna tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate.
0: 20 houses on a street. This is a dense fucking residential area. There's 40 fucking houses on this street, and I got assholes up and down, lighting shit up, like a bunch of fucking morons, scaring the shit out of my dog, and I guarantee you, there's people that have kids that feel the same way. Little fucking kids, they try and put them to sleep, feel the same fucking way. I saw that shit on Twitter. I know I'm not alone. <laughs> but guess well, what? Guess I, what? I don't have a little fucking kid. I got a dog, and the dog means more to me than you and your little pissant fucking children <laughs> that want to run out and light fucking fireworks. And kids, you can Y'all buy earmuffs. Be... Hey, hey, hey! Y'all ought to be fucking liquidated, as far as I'm concerned. Okay? Y'all ought to be fucking liquidated. You ought to lose a fucking digit. I was rooting July 4th for a bunch of little fucking kids to have to be taken to the ER because they lost a fucking digit. Okay? You want to like fucking fireworks in a residential area? You don't want to fucking go to a park or a fair or one of those big areas where they're actually going to have a real fireworks show? Or, fuck, turn on PBS.
1: <laughs> Capital
0: uh-huh. force. Capital Fourth, you listen to some fucking Darius Rocker, maybe some Kelly Clarkson or some fucking reject from some uh, fucking reject from American Idol. The previous season, they're singing and dancing. They got a fucking gospel choir out there singing. They show everybody happy and clapping. They're lighting sparklers and then boom, they go agent with the fireworks. Why? Because it's a set. It's it's a an established ground for fireworks displays. Not fucking. Two houses over in the alley behind your garage. Okay, Steve?
2: (laughs) I will say this. I will say this. One upside of having a horrible, horrible drought last year in Texas, they were not fucking around with their no fireworks ordinance. They cracked down hard. It was delightful.
0: And and, and you know what? That was... Texas, so they probably fucking executed a couple of people then for lighting fireworks. But,
2: but it was like the worst drought in like fifty years. So it's like a, it's like a balancing act. Um.
0: <sighs> all right, I'm done for right. Now. <laughs> all right.
2: Um. All right. We, we we asked some people. I asked some people on Twitter because we, we just need um we needed a topic. We'll get to in a second. But uh, I'm going to go on a little rant. Uh, the 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 Pelican bloggers. They are, are real confident in what the Pelicans are going to do this year. So I offered them a bet. They refused me. But here was my, my thing is I wanted to bet them about where the Pelicans would finish. They thought they like the fel- Pelicans are finishing top four. And I'm like, no way. So I wanted to bet them. But I didn't want to bet them money. I wanted to bet them like something ridiculous. So I thought for us this year, we should do something similar with the Saints instead of, you know, like when, when it's, September, and we're picking the Saints, and we're saying, how many games they are going to win? We make the pick, and if we're wrong, we're just like, whatever, we're wrong, but this year, we need to have stakes, and I think we should pick for, if if you're wrong on how many games the Saints are going to win, like, you have to do something, like, completely and utterly ridiculous and horrific, not unsafe, but just really embarrassing, so, so, like, Andrew, if if you if you got your bet wrong with the Saints on how many games they would pick, like what would be something horrific that you would have to do that you would you would be you'll be rooting really hard for the Saints to get to your win total.
1: Uh, that's a good question. I would say, uh, you know, I play a lot of tennis. Maybe wear one of those tennis skirts, nope. and uh, they 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 make special pink tennis balls too. So. You know, maybe I I just go hit with some guy and I just show up in a tennis skirt with pink tennis
2: balls. We have Periscope U wearing a tennis skirt. Yes. Hitting pink pink balls. And and, and
1: post it on social media so all of you guys can see it. Uh,
2: For me, I would say, and my wife can vouch for this, I have a, I'm not a germ-phobe person at all, but I have like this deep, deep phobia, disgust of wet cat food. And I think if, like, the Saints would, like, not get my win total, and I had to, like, stick my hand into, like, a dish of, like, wet cat food and hold it there for, like, 30 seconds, like, that would be horrific. Yeah, but, You'd go, yeah, but, go but, into
1: convulsions? That, right.
0: that really doesn't sound that bad. It, no, but, yeah, but, because here's the thing. You're going to hold your hand, and you would hold your hand in wet cat food for 30 seconds. Meanwhile, Andrew is suggesting that I basically... <laughs> Throw out all my uh, dating info. Yeah,
1: that was the online. best one.
0: And, and, and and hey, look, don't get me wrong. I would do that because I got to be honest. There's some there's some ladies on Twitter that that follow me and that I follow them that I would gladly go well, out on a date. We have
2: some ladies that listen to the podcast. They do. We have three or four, possibly. Um. Yeah. I mean,
0: there, well, there's, there's one. My guy listen,
1: My wife listens to like two a year. Yeah.
0: Well, well here. She doesn't, Jude, no, she doesn't count. I'm talking about this. There's a gal in Florida that is that is hilarious, that I am uh, smitten with via Twitter. Well, maybe
2: the person that gets the closest to the win total can like pick what somebody else does, or I don't know. We got to figure. We got to figure out stakes for this. And, and people on yeah. tw- people on Twitter, if you can think of it, ha- uh, tweet at uh, Podcast Saints. On what like horrific things we should have to do,
0: yeah. or you
2: can use the email CSC podcast at Hotmail, which we I promise I check it. I'm starting to check it. We still only have emails from Saudi princes, but <coughs> tweet at us at Podcast Saints your ideas on what uh, we should do if we can't predict the Saints win total. I think that's a good idea because it just sparked my interest because the the uh, Certain bloggers on the internet, they have no courage to, uh... And something fun, oh, like, and, and
1: we'll, we'll do it. We'll I mean, it, you, guys, it. you guys know us. We, we follow through.
2: Yeah, we'll follow we'll, We're legit. We'll, we'll legit. I'll even, I'll even figure out how to put Periscope on my phone if it's, like, something like that where I have to do it All right. Life.
1: Well, first of all, if you're going to touch wet cat food, though, Ralph, you know, I don't know the last time your bad hand has had the, uh, you know, the injection of Botox. Yeah, so, yeah. I don't know how well you're...
2: I'm pretty the, loose still. I wear the paddle every night. to Stipulation is you
1: have to use your good hand.
2: Oh, yeah. Cat food is... Dis- wet cat food is disgusting. If it touches any part of my body while I'm feeding these beasts, I have to wash... I wash my hand like Howard Hughes.
1: What is wrong with you, man?
2: Dude, I just... like The wet cat food, man, it just freaks me out. It freaks me out. Um,
1: Do you know how many things in my life I've touched more nasty than wet cat food?
2: My wife is like... Oh, you won't. You, you, how, if you can't deal with cat food, how are you going to deal with child's poop? And like, my nephew was all seriously. In, cu- seriously. Was all, my, my nephew was all covered in poop. I didn't even give a shit. I was just like, whatever. Like changing whatever, pulling his shirt off. And it didn't matter. But like, that's just my thing. But
1: you think the horrific smell of a
2: no, it's three,
1: three-year-old's diaper is less offensive than wet cat food? It's it's
2: it's it it's it's not the smell. It's the 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 juices and the texture. It just it just grosses me out. And you talk about, we are way off the path. Even by our standards, for June and July podcast before training camp starts, we are way off the path. I had somebody the other day that listens to the podcast, that's a family person. They said, your podcast is unprofessional and ridiculous. And I said, that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. He said, it wasn't a compliment. And I was like, I took it as one. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, we're gonna to try to get.
1: Tonight. Was he expecting professional? Yeah, I don't
2: know. Like, like do you listen to the podcast? What? Um. All right, so Kevin, uh, before we get to uh, Saints questions, we have to break. We're breaking down the positions. So this week we're doing offensive line and tight end, and I know you are hardcore studying that roster. <laughs> but Kevin, I'm going to give you $200, and I'm going to send you to Vegas, and you, and here's the bet. Would you bet two hundred dollars in Vegas that Josh Hill is within a dozen catches of Jimmy Graham?
0: What did Jimmy Graham have last year? Well, Jimmy Graham, Jimmy Graham had what, what eighty catches?
2: Eighty, but the leading receiver for Seattle only had sixty-five last year. Oh, oh, wait,
0: wait, oh, wait. We're talking. So we're talking this season.
2: I'm talking this season. Jimmy Graham is Josh Hill going to be within a dozen receptions of him?
0: No. No, no, see, because I, because here, here's the thing, Russell Wilson is going to love having Jimmy Graham around. Like, just he's he's going to make Russell Wilson that much more dangerous in Seattle. And I just I just don't see Josh Hill being Jimmy Graham. I mean I, I mean fuck J- Jimmy Graham, don't fucking grow on trees, man. Well, no, you know. I-
2: I think Jimmy Graham is – I think you – my argument for, for Josh Hill being within a dozen catches of if Jimmy Graham is this. Seattle just doesn't throw the ball that much. I think Jimmy Graham – I think his touchdowns are still going to be there, and I think the Saints are going to have a hard time replacing his red zone ability. Because that, yeah. like you said, that just doesn't go in trees. But I think it's possible that Jimmy Graham might have 11 touchdowns and 68 catches. And I think it's very possible that Josh Hill could have 55 catches and three touchdowns. So, like, Andrew, am I, am I crazy to think that he could get within a dozen receptions of Jimmy Graham?
1: I don't think you're crazy, no. But I, I do think it's, it's, um, it's very hard to predict. Um, and the reason I say that is I, I think Graham will lead the Seahawks in receptions. I feel confident in saying that, and I think – we can reasonably expect that he will catch the most balls in Seattle. That's pretty much a given. I don't think it's a given that Hill is the starting tight end for the Saints. I don't think it's a given he beats out Watson, and I don't think it's a given that I – mean, yeah, I, I, I'm nervous about the depth at tight end, yeah. but behind Watson and Hill, they don't really have much, and they could easily add another guy, and if it's a guy like Gresham – um there's n- oh, no yeah, pro- they
2: never did close they never did close that did
1: they Yeah they never did seal that deal and so he's still out there I mean if they were to add a guy like that there's no given that he would he I don't I don't think it's a given that he'll have the most receptions of, of tight ends on the on the Saints roster this year I mean I think we all presume it he's going to get the most catches and I, if I had to guess I would say there's a 60% chance um, but there's just a lot of unknowns. Like, I kind of put Hill... I know that a lot of the Saints fans are assuming that he is kind of the heir apparent, and, you know, I, I'm i not dogging the guy. I mean, I, I've been really impressed with everything he's done, but at the same time, I'm not ready to anoint him as the savior, you know, heir to the Jimmy Graham throne by any means, and I, I just think it's a little premature to be putting Josh Hill on this pedestal. I hope he can develop into that player, but you know, Ben Watson, I mean, if the season started today, I think Watson would be the starter. And so, you know, based on that, I, I mean, it, it, it's crazy because with Graham, I mean, you would say, okay, he, he's going to have a dip in production going to Seattle. But, you know, I mean, his window is maybe 60 to 70 catches, maybe somewhere in there with Seattle, maybe 50, let's say 55 to 70 catches. Hill, Hill's window is like 25 to 75 catches.
2: Yeah. You
1: know, and it's it's really hard to predict where he's going to fall in there.
2: Yeah, I mean, so tight end, we're not feeling so. It, it's they got possibilities, but it, you know, I I think they'll probably. I think if Grisham's there, depending on how things go in the preseason, um, I think it's still. I think he's still very much in play. And if if they have an if they have an injury, then it's kind of Gresham kind of hits the lottery. I think they might give him actually a two three million dollar deal. God forbid if. Watson or Hill would get hurt Um, yeah
1: well the thing about Gresham is you know he may be waiting for a better opportunity you know training camp hasn't started yet um you know obviously ideally he gets in he latches on with the team before training camp starts but you know he he could even wait it out and be like okay you're desperate for a tight end now your best guy just got injured I'm gonna get get what I'm asking for now you know so he, he he may be playing that game um, but uh, I would not be surprised to see the Saints, e- even down the road, You know, I think they ended up trading for Shanley in 2006, what, in the third or fourth week of preseason. Um, yeah. So I could see the Saints doing something like that, you know, where they see uh, – uh, there, there was a tight end – oh, it was David Thomas. They picked up – you know, it was one of those guys from the Patriots where – uh, you know, they were about to cut him, and they had about three or four tight ends that they really liked, and he was behind, yeah. I think, Aaron Hernandez and Gronk, and they, they just had so many tight ends. They were like, we're going to have to unload one of these guys. And the Saints were like, well, well here, take a draft pick. We want David Thomas. Don't cut him. Uh, and I could easily see them doing a trade like that to kind of help the depth there.
2: Kevin, not that me and you were like Andrew and can break down the offensive line, but nope. – but. What position on the offensive line? If God forbid something happens to one of those guys during, not during preseason, even during a game, are me and you going to be really drunk and sad doing a postgame show? What position along that line will we be like? Oh, fuck! I can't believe so and so got injured. What are they going to do? Like what position? Would
0: it be left tackle?
2: Yeah, I mean. Andrew, that's—I mean—that's a fair one because then you—you've you, got Streif and you got—you'd have to put Pete. Um,
1: this answer is very easy for me. It's—it's—it's—it's uh, got to be Max Hunger. You know, I, I think finally the Saints have. I think we feel good about the depth of tackle because they got Andres Speed yeah. and so it's obviously not ideal if you lose Armstead or Streif, but you've at least got a first-round pick that's supposed to come in and be productive. Uh, you know, at mm-hmm. guard. You've got a veteran in McGlynn. You've got Kel Mete, who we like, uh, and they can probably plug in for Jari Evans or for uh, T- Tim Lolito and hopefully give you s- at least similar production. Uh, but Max Unger, I-, I really don't think the Saints have an answer for him going down with an injury.
2: Yeah. Um, so on the uh, feel-good-about-it scale, which I just made up, on a scale of 1 to 10, uh, Andrew, how do you feel about offensive line?
0: I
1: would say it's the best I've felt in three years. Uh, you know, I think since Jermon uh, Bushrod left, uh, left tackle's kind of been a gaping hole. I mean, Charles Brown was a disaster. and But ter- Teron Armstead's starting to feel good, and, and, you know, obviously Andres Pete coming, I feel a lot better about the depth. And, you know, Bryce Harris is your fourth tackle now, feels a lot better. I just didn't like him as a third tackle, but as a fourth tackle, he's still a guy that has, has some experience, and could help in a pinch. Um, you know, guard I feel okay about I think left guard is, is a big question mark but you've at least got some competition in three guys that could do it um, and then we know you know even if Max Hunger you know I said that was a disaster scenario but Lolito could always slide over to center he has some experience there and Kelamete can move over to guard so uh, you know I still think it, 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 it's in good shape I mean I think mm. not only are the five starters pretty quality at this point, uh, with maybe left guard being the question mark, uh, but depth is a lot better than it has been. I think this line is a lot more set up to absorb an injury.
2: I mean, they, they, you, you, they can't absorb, like, the safety injuries from last year, but, I mean, that... You, that
1: it, they're, yeah, they're, but you can't, you can't absorb injuries like that in any position.
2: No. Um, all right, let's go to Twitter questions. Kevin, Trillmatic. Uh, <laughs> that's an awesome name. He said, if you could pick one saint in their prime to play on the team right now, who would it be and why?
1: On any side of the ball?
2: Any side of the ball. Kevin, you just knock your little heart out. and then Andrew, you can answer that one, too.
0: Wait, wait, wait. wait. You, you kind of cut out there. So are you saying any saint from in, in, histi-
2: in history, in their prime, you just plop them down on the, on the 2015 Saints.
0: And they had to have they had to have actually played for the Saints. Yeah,
2: and like you can't pick like a washed up
0: guy that, that didn't have. Can, a... can, can you pick Drew Brees in his prime? <laughs> 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 uh, um, huh? Who in his prime would I fucking want? I almost God. Eh. Who do I fucking want? Oh, um. Oh fuck! Who's the guy? Don't say Darren Sharper. <laughs> oh God! It's, oh, I just threw up in my mouth. Um, who's the guy? Who's the guy who's who's uh the J- uh, Joe Horn slept with his wife? Willie Rofe. Joe yeah. John.
2: Oh, Willie Roach. Willie Roach. Andrew. Yeah, give me Willie Roach. Left tackle. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean it's hard to. Uh to argue with Kevin on you know having a left tackle anchor that's a fame left tackle. one of the best left tackles the league has ever seen. Um, I, I I'm probably so desperate to A move on from junior Gollette and B get some production out of the defense, which I haven't seen in years really. I mean yeah. two thousand thirteen was okay. I mean they were top five, but it, it still it wasn't exciting. You know, they weren't getting a ton of sacks or turnovers. I mean I guess they were getting some sacks but um, Ricky Jackson for me.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna. I I wanted to go Morton Anderson just because they have a kicker issue, and it would be it would be fun to watch Morton in in, in his prime, just kicking bom- bombs from 55, 60 yard. But I'm gonna go. I would go probably. He wouldn't quite fit with the defense, maybe, and what they want to run. But God, Leroy Glover on third yeah, he, da- on, he was th- fun. on third down when they go when they go you know. It would just that would just be fun, so
1: um, you know the thing the other the thing I'll say is Ricky Jackson kind of his career was more sustained. In other words, oh, he, for, for like 10, 12 years, he was consistently dude. awesome. Dude. But it, that one year, Pat Swilling, that where he was like defensive player of the year.
2: 91. I mean, I, really.
1: I don't know that Ricky Jackson ever had a season that good. No.
2: The thing that made Ricky Jackson great is if you look at like him compared to Lawrence Taylor. Like, Lawrence Taylor, I want to say like after age like 31, 32, just like was done and fell off a cliff. Like, Ricky Jackson – was getting like double digit sacks at like thirty four and thirty five, yeah. and he like he went to the 49ers and got like eleven sacks. I think he was like thirty six, which is yeah, and like won
1: the, won the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, and won the
2: Super Bowl, which is just like ridiculous. Um, but I,
1: I I would say that season. You know, you talk about Leroy Glover, and that's kind of similar. He had that one season. I mean, he, he was good for the Saints for a while, but that one season where he was just dominant. And I would I would say that I would go even a step further and say that Pat Swilling, that single season he had in 91, is probably the best season ever by a Saints well, He won
2: the defensive MVP award. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, will Dave call in a half hour late and sound like he's at the bottom of the ocean? <laughs>
0: uh, I think, I, I don't, actually the joke's on the questionnaire, be, er, uh, yeah, the questionnaire because uh, Dave is not calling in at all this week.
2: Yeah, that's why you need to donate people. Whatever you can, 50 cents a dollar. Thanks to Jack for donating f- for donated six dollars and fifty cents this week, whatever you can donate, we appreciate it. And if the more you donate, the less likely it is that Dave sounds like he's talking from the bottom of the ocean. Um, this is it's a funny. Good uh,
1: somebody made a joke on Twitter a while back that not having Dave on the podcast was addition by subtraction.
2: <laughs> All right, this is a good question. It's similar to the one before Andrew, but if this is from uh, Kira sixteen. You can choose one player on the Saints' 2015 team to have the best year they ever have, ever will have. Who do you pick?
1: All right, well, we're excluding Drew Brees, right?
2: I mean, you could could say Drew Brees can exceed 2011, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I would pick, he would basically break the passing record (laughs) again he break the rate rating record, break, break his completion record again.
2: And throw, like, 50-something um, touchdowns.
1: I mean, it's hard not to make the playoffs if your quarterback's putting up numbers like that.
2: Yeah. Um, Kevin, if you could pick one Saints player to have the best year they will ever have. Uh, okay. Uh, I mean, how could you
1: not now, say okay. Breeze? Well,
0: well you're right. Well, go ahead. Here's, here's the thing. So, we're saying, like, when – like, if, if it's, you know, it, whoever you pick, it would be, like, if it's an offensive player, it would be, oh, they just do one yard better?
2: No, it would be, like, fucking 25% or 30% better than they have ever done. Like, it would just be, like, oh, my God.
1: The quarterback uh, has the biggest impact on the yeah. field, well, yeah, especially but, in this, on this team.
2: Yeah. But, you know, Kevin can pick someone else. I have I have someone else, not Drew Brees. And I have the correct answer for this. Who do you have, Kevin? Kevin dropped out? Held, are you there?
1: He's probably muted himself. He dropped out. Okay.
2: I have the correct answer, Andrew. The correct answer. I wanted Held to be there here because once I say it, he'll agree with me wholeheartedly. The correct answer for fun and comedy is Junior Galette.
1: Break the sack record.
2: Dude, if Junior Gallet would have like 20 sacks or 21, can you imagine the bat shit insanity that dude would drop on a weekly basis if he had 15 plus sacks going into December? Like,
1: yeah, he would he would be in full, full on kiss my ass mode. He would
2: be on, He would be hashtag body bag on Twitter. He would be dropping stuff about. He'd probably be dropping stuff about how Drew Brees isn't that good. Like his press conferences would be must see TV. Peyton would probably ban him from talking to anybody. It would be phenomenal.
1: Yeah, he, he'd go. He'd be full on TO or so worse.
2: And the thing is, he could have like twenty sacks. Junior Gillette, He could have like twenty sacks this year, and the Saints could trade him next year and get something for him. Yeah. But Kevin, my answer for the for the pig to have their best season ever was Junior Gillette, for comedy. Ah. for comedy's oh.
0: sake. And, and well, hey, and like I said, if he has one of those years, trade him immediately. Yeah. So did you um, think, did you think of someone, I, Kevin? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I, I was saying it, and then the phone died. I yeah. was saying my initial reaction was to say Marcus Colston. Um. But now, they, that would feel guys, good. But then I started to think, well, why not just say Mark Ingram? Because Drew, listen, Drew Brees is going to get his fucking four thousand plus yards anyway. So if the running game is really good, then you know that's just yeah. added bonus. Like that—that's that's like the extra. Like that's that's what the team needs is is a is is enough of a sustained running game to make Drew Brees that much better.
2: Well, if C.J. Spiller would have, like, 30% uh, – a season, like, 30% better than his 2012, like, that would be ridiculous. You're talking, like, 1,700 yards rushing and, like, 900 yards receiving. Like, you, it'd be, like, historic running back territory, so that could be fun. Um, another question I – really, I really
1: like the Colston answer.
2: Yeah, the Col- that would be fun because – it's because he's old. Uh, this is kind of for my wife. What would... My wife. What what?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, need, I need to get more modern here and have, like, drops, and I can make, like, audio drops of Dave. Uh, what would C. Montevice trade for dugout, sa- dugout seats to a Astros playoff game? Her firstborn that's not born yet. Those seats are not worth 60 grand. <laughs> she is she is in full on playoff baseball mode. Yesterday.
1: Would, would you would she give up the Bengal cat?
2: Would you give up the Bengal cat? Yeah, would you give up the Bengal cat for Astros World Series playoff tickets? She's <laughs> like, yeah, you're going to get rehomed. She's in full-on full on playoff baseball mode. She wanted people fired yesterday when the Astros gave up an eighth inning lead. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Kevin, who's the biggest threat in the NFC South?
0: Sure as hell ain't the Buccaneers. Um, God, is it the Falcons? Is it the Falcons? God. Oh. Because all oh, every fucking team was shit last year. Will the will the um,
2: will the, the winner in the NFC South? Will they have more than nine wins?
0: I can Even. see it. I can see it being ten. I can yeah. see one team having ten, and then the next one have it being like seven and nine. Um,
1: don't forget the Falcons can't pipe crowd noise next year. Yeah. That yeah.
0: Always- so I'm leaning Carolina.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm leaning Carolina just because t- t- I I I do not. There's no fucking way. You can, you've got it on record. I'm saying there is no fucking way Tampa Bay is winning this division. There's no way. Oh God. There's no here way. We, you know how go. you never, like, like to quote Dave Chappelle. You know how you never say never. Well, I'm saying never. <laughs> yeah.
1: All
2: right. We, I asked people on Twitter uh, to give me a crazy Saints, what they, something crazy they did during a Saints game. Uh, Mandula, is that how you say his name? I
1: Mon- Monadula.
2: Monadula. He said, I broke up with a girl because she told me it was only one game. Um, <laughs> somebody sent in a picture of his face painted. Go Saints. He says, This is every week, including the preseason. That's from Preston Allen. That's nice. Sports um, Cadence said, After they won the Super Bowl, I ran outside with no coat in minus 20 degree weather. I like he started that. the Hootat chant. Uh-huh. Adam Fochie says, during the Bengals game last year, I got so frustrated, I put up, I put up my Christmas tree to take my mind off the debacle. Uh, Mike Mills, back in the Dick of Hazlitt era, I would put on my wrestling boots, singlet, and jersey for good luck, and that's no joke. Uh, hmm. When the Saints won, and two- this is Adam Fochie, when the Saints won the NFC Championship in 2009, I jumped up for joy and broke the fan in my apartment. So, Andrew, what's the craziest thing you've done during the Saints game?
1: Uh, well, uh, I, I, I had more – I don't want to say – I never had rage issues, but I, I, I had a trouble keeping it in check sometimes when they would have meltdown losses. And I remember uh, during the Hazlitt era, um, you know, this, uh, I, I, this was in college – and I was sitting next to this girl who didn't know me that well, and I think we had just started dating. And uh, I got I, – I'd been drinking, and, uh, you know, I got so mad that they lost that I grabbed a, a glass, and I threw it at the wall, and it shattered into a billion pieces. I'm going to go – And the girl was just like, okay. Okay. <laughs> so I got up Mr. and left.
2: Um, Kevin, before I'll give mine, but I'm going to go happy crazy. When the Saints played Washington in 2009, and they were down – Seven, and Washington's got the chip shot field goal with like a minute ten to go. And they're just going to kick the chip shot field goal. And I think the Saints were like 10, 11, and 0 at the time. And they're just going to kick the field goal. And it's going to be done. And it, the Saints are – the undefeated is going to be gone. Oh, and, I remember uh, this, yeah. And he misses the chip shot field goal. And, my, my, and I'm sitting there. And I just started, like, laughing uncontrollably. And my wife was like, what is your deal? I'm like, they're going to score and win this. They're going to score and it's going to go in overtime. They're going to win. I I just, like, and then they hit Robert Meacham on the bomb. And I literally, like, laughed until overtime started. And it was just the best thing ever. It was just, like, this weird, all the baggage of the Saints history was just gone. And I was just like, they're going to win and this is the greatest shit ever. That was probably, like, crazy. Kevin, you're craziest.
0: That's when it really felt like Destiny.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: Let's see. They would both have to be from the – I mean, the craziest thing – not a a lot sticks out. Um, I would probably have to say – uh, from 06, and it's a toss-up between either the return game in the Dome with the blocked punt because I remember we all – the guys I was with, we all had beer, and we just fucking tossed them in the <laughs> air and just were like, fuck it, and then started hugging each other. Yeah. And then, and then the same thing, something very similar happened on uh, the first uh, Reggie Bush punt return for a touchdown because it was like – I fucking sensed it was going to happen, because yeah. he was back there. He was lifting his arms like he was telling everybody, you know, get fucking psyched. And I look at it. I look at everybody, and I was like, oh, this—he's—he's he's fucking believing it right here, man. He's—he—he—he he, he knows he's got something. And then boom, he takes it to the house, and I'm just—I'm—I—I—I I, I, I don't know, man. I was fucking hugging everybody and kissing everybody on the head.
2: Yeah. Um, so one of those two. And I mean,
0: because I, I
1: remember. Uh, when uh, Garrett Hartley made the kick against the Vikings, uh, I was, you know it, it was one of those things where strangers were hugging each other I, everyone in the aisle in my in my aisle was hugging each other. we didn't know each other, but it was just like that moment where we're all like holy shit we're going to the super Bowl the
2: The, the only thing I really remember about the Minnesota game because I was running like hundred and three fever is when Minnesota got the stupid penalty for like twelve guys in the huddle, I just turned to my mom and I said. Minnesota is going to implode. Here comes the Favre pick. And I like – but I, did, nice. I didn't say it. I was like like, like wishing it to be. Like I, like I don't know if I believed it. I was just like
1: – Nostra Malbro.
2: Yeah. But I've also been – I've also made a bunch of bad calls on the Saints. I I, ten, I, I tend to get – I was thinking they were going to beat Atlanta last year.
1: I have a couple of good memories. This doesn't really involve me. But there was one game – this was a Monday night. I think it was against Dallas – and the Saints were getting housed. This was years ago, and the fans got so pissed, and they were so drunk from it being a Monday night that they were throwing bottles onto the field. <laughs> and this was before, I, I think this was Ditka era, and this was before, you know, they, they only sold plastic bottles, and they would remove the cap, you know, in the yeah. dome now. They don't even let you. I think they pour it in a cup now. They don't even let you have the, the plastic bottle anymore. But uh, back then, I mean, you had real... Bud glass lights, box. you know, you had glass-bottled Bud lights. And, I mean, the glass <laughs> bottles were going. I mean, people were chucking them from the third row, uh, you know, from the, from the yeah. plaza level down, down to the, the lowest level. I mean, if someone could have gotten in the head and died from that. Um, but, uh, I
0: mean, Classic. beers were
1: getting launched left and right. I mean, New Orleans looked real quiet. This was on national TV and everything. Um, another memory I have is um, one of my first Saints games ever was uh, Saints-Seahawks. Um and uh, the Saints kicker at the time was Morton Anderson. The Seahawks kicker was John Casey. It was his first game ever as a rookie. So this was like 22, 25 years ago. And you know, Casey would, of course, go on to kick for the Saints. But these two guys in front of me are betting the whole game, and they're betting on quarters. And so money's exchanging hands, and after every quarter, they keep going double or nothing, double or nothing. And so, so at this point, you know, they're exchanging like 500 bucks,
0: Wow, and,
1: and and it comes down to the end of the game, and this guy goes double or nothing, and it, he, he you know basically has five hundred bucks in his hand, and the guy's like, all right, double or nothing, so he's about to lose a grand, and uh, the Seahawks go down and basically kick in, and, and Bobby Abar hits Floyd Turner for on fourth and eight for a touchdown. That was the, the opener deleted. from
0: nineteen ninety one.
1: Yeah. Okay. And so then the Seahawks go all the way down, and Casey hasn't missed a kick. He's a rookie kicker, and he kind of has like a cheap, you know, chip shot, like 37-yarder to win the game, and he misses it. And so I'm just watching these two guys exchange cash, and <laughs> this guy just gets like $500 of cash in his hand nice. and wins it based on the Casey field goal.
2: Yeah. All right, so that we thanks, everybody, for the, qu- for the questions. We didn't get to them all, but we're cutting today short. Um, we'll try to get to them next week. Thanks for, the one thing I want to say to everybody – is donate, but if you want to play in our fantasy leagues this year, uh, last year, surprisingly, we had a bunch of people that wanted to go in the auction league, and Kevin can tell you there was nothing funnier than me at an auction draft. Isn't that right, Kevin?
0: Uh, yes. Uh, R- Ralph, I mean, seriously, see, Ralph in an auction draft is, oh man, it's... He he's he's spending he spends this money like he's expecting uh, you know paper currency to go out of fashion and he's just waiting to get rid of it all.
2: No, and the thing is, you can join in. We're gonna have we're gonna have two fantasy leagues, both thirty dollars. If you want to play, email at csc podcast or donate in PayPal and tell me the league you want to be in. You can either be in the regular draft snake league. Regular old, or you can be in the auction draft with a man with a men play. And if we get enough,
1: wait, what is snake draft?
2: Snake is regular, you know. Training, oh, okay. Four, you know, one through ten, and then ten through one.
1: So I have to say, this is uh, my my fraternity brothers uh, from college. This is our 15 year fantasy football anniversary, and we've never done a live draft before, other than you know back when we were in school when we would just do it at the fraternity yeah. house or whatever. So this year we're doing it up big for 15. 15- Years we're all flying to Vegas. Nice. And, and one of my buddies rented this room at a hotel uh, that has a fully stocked bar, and I think there's like a poker dealer that comes in and deals cards for you if you want. And there's like flat screen TVs and Wi-Fi and everything.
2: See, so, Kevin, uh, that would be that would be the highest of high comedy. Me doing an auction draft with a full bar and a girl dealing blackjack. <laughs> <laughs> that would be. I would end up with like Tim Tebow as my quarterback, Danny O'Brienowitz yeah. at Rodriguez. It would be. It would be.
0: It'd be bad. It, it would be, be bad. bad. And then, and then to cap it all off, you'd have Bill Simmons showing up at the last second God. to sue you uh, for uh, for apparently having his life. God, yeah. Be. Because because you know, God forbid anybody go to Vegas with their buddies to have a. Uh, yeah. Have a fantasy football draft, right. or or do anything similar that he's ever thought or said.
2: Yeah, so if you want to be in our fantasy, I'm league, not better. If you want to if you want to be in our fantasy league, donate thirty bucks via PayPal and say auction or snake draft, and we'll put you in. And we're gonna have uh, two two leagues. It'll be fun. You want to play? I promise. The auction draft. Go go
1: ahead and put me in snake draft now. I'm not doing that auction shit. Auction is
2: the bomb. But uh, thanks for joining. Dave wasn't here. He's in transit or something. Uh, So uh, go to Saints Nation. Andrew's got a bunch of stuff. He's got a. They have a a podcast that uh, I've listened to. Uh, It's more more professional than ours. way less fun um (laughs) kevin kevin you can go to uh, canal street chronicles uh and kevin as always is uh on twitter and okay cupid and possibly okay cupid so for kevin for andrew for dave who is mia i'm ralph uh until next week uh be well